Section 7 of The Vegetable Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sherry Gardner. The Vegetable Garden by Ida Dandridge Bennett. Chapter 5, Part 2 The Construction and Care of Hotbeds, Cold Frames, and Pits. When the temperature has risen to a hundred degrees or more, the mass should be tramped down as firmly and evenly as possible, and an inch or two of old manure, made very fine, placed on top of it. Over this, place four or five inches of good soil, composed of garden loam, leaf mold, and a little sharp sand well mixed. The surface soil should be entirely free from all rough matter, stones, roots, and the like, and to secure this condition, it will be well to pass it through a sand sieve or coal ash sieve. When the heat has begun to subside, so that the thermometer indicates ninety or less, the seed may be sown. The soil should be moist, not wet or dry, and if for any reason it should be wet, it must be turned over and over and dried out until in a condition to use. If too dry, it may be watered with warm water from the sprinkler of the watering pot and then allowed to lie under the sash until the moisture is uniform. Soil which adheres to the trowel in working is too wet to plant. It should fall apart after being pressed in the hand, not form into a ball or lump. Before sowing the various seeds, it will be well to obtain a supply of narrow strips of wood, which may be used to divide the various plats of seed from each other by sinking them halfway into the ground between the different sowings of seed. This is of moment, especially where more than one variety of different kinds of plants are sown, as cauliflower, cabbage, or tomatoes. Where but one kind of seed is sown in a sash, or one cabbage and tomatoes, for instance, in which there can be no difficulty in distinguishing them, it will not be necessary. Still, the presence of these little barriers prevents the washing of fine seed when the plats are watered, and defines the boundaries of the plats. When one lives in the vicinity of a box factory, Long, thin, narrow strips of wood, admirable for this purpose, can be secured. These make excellent labels also, and should be prepared in advance of the time of planting. Not only the name of the seed should appear on these, but also the date of sowing, and, where known, the period of germination. It is also well, where seeds of different seedsmen are used, to put the name or initials of the seedsman on the label. In this way, one can judge of the relative value of the seeds, particularly if one is buying in large quantities. In planting the seed, it is necessary to consider carefully the requirements of the various plants, and to give those requiring a considerable amount of heat a sash by themselves which the partitions under each sash will make possible, and place those requiring less heat and more air by themselves. In gardening on a large scale, separate hotbeds should be used, 
and they should be started at different times to accommodate the requirements of the different plants. But in the small home garden this is not practicable, for even one small bed, three by six feet, may, by the use of a partition, be used to start a variety of vegetables at the same time with very fair success. Eggplants, peppers, and tomatoes may be started under the same sash, the cabbage and cauliflowers occupying the other sash. When the date at which the various seeds germinate is known, it will be well to plant those which germinate at the same time in the same part of the frame for convenience in handling. It is also well to plant those seeds which make the more robust plants in the rear of the beds, that they may not overshadow the remaining plants, though there is less danger of this in the vegetable frames than in the flower frames. Before beginning the sowing, it will be well to provide oneself with a thin piece of wood, with a handle on one side to be used for pressing the seed into the soil. This is better than to try to pack it down with the hand, as it leaves a uniform pressure and a level surface. The board may be of any convenient size, but one about a foot long and ten inches wide will be convenient. It is immaterial whether the seeds be sown broadcast or in drills. Broadcasting requires rather less room, but plants in drills are more easily lifted and transplanted, and where there is sufficient room, by placing the drills three or four inches apart, it will be possible to transplant half the plants in the drills into fresh rows between the drills, a process which will produce much better plants. However, it is easier to scatter seed thinly when sowing it broadcast than in drills, and there is not so much danger of crowding. Seeds sown under the protecting care of the hotbed do not need to be covered as deeply as when sown in the open ground, as they are protected from all changes of the weather, drying winds, burning sun, and washing rains. If well covered and the soil pressed firmly over them, that will be all that is really necessary in the matter of planting. An eighth of an inch of covering will be as much as such seeds as tomatoes, cabbages, and cauliflowers require, providing they are never allowed to dry out. Egg plants may be planted at the same time as peppers and tomatoes, but the same temperature required for these would be rather high for cabbage and cauliflower were it not for the fact that by careful airing and shading of the beds, these last can be kept at a much lower temperature than the former. Both eggplants and peppers germinate very slowly, especially is this the case when the temperature of the hotbed is not sufficiently high and much care is required to so regulate the sash as to afford sufficient air without, at the same time unduly lowering the temperature. When all the seeds are sown, pressed down, and labeled, the soil should be sprayed lightly with a rubber sprinkler or the fine rows of a watering pot, covered with newspapers, the sashes closed, and the seed left to germinate. The beds must be examined every day to note if the soil is becoming dry, in which case it must be watered carefully as before, or if too wet and moisture gathers on the glass, 
the sash must be raised a little to allow the excessive moisture to pass off when the first plat of seeds germinates and the tiny green leaves appear above the soil the paper should be lifted from that much of the bed and placed on top of the glass directly over the plat this shields the plants from the direct rays of the sun while allowing sufficient light to reach the plants indirectly for their proper growth at this stage many seeds have a tendency to come into the world heels up and unless this penchant is corrected by turning the youngsters over into the soil by making a tiny depression in the soil beside them with the point of a pencil to receive them they are quite likely to perish for this reason it is necessary to keep a close watch on the seedlings during the period of germination the same end may be accomplished by sifting a little fine sandy soil over the seeds when they begin to germinate it is doubtful if any portion of the summer gardening is of greater interest than this watching of the breaking of the earth crust and the appearance of the tiny tender green heads and if good seed has been used and the planting carefully done each square will present a mosaic of vigorous growth from the start the hotbed must not be neglected during these early days of growth as sudden changes of weather may cause untold disaster the temperature in a closed bed under the influence of a bright sun rises rapidly and the beds dry out with amazing frequency and it will be necessary to admit air and exclude to some extent the sun by placing papers over the glass and raising the sash a trifle for the escape of the surplus heat if however there is also a wind it will be necessary to guard the opening on the windward side by a bit of rug or old carpet that no chill wind may blow over the exposed plants should the sun go under a cloud when the sash is open and the temperature fall the sash must be closed at once it will also be best to keep the sash closed during rains and lowry weather one of the most serious difficulties which confront the gardener in the management of a hotbed arises from a spell of hot weather when the plants are yet in their seed leaf or the first week or two of growth when this occurs to the extent of necessitating the closing of the beds for days at a time especially if it also becomes necessary to protect the beds from the cold with rugs not only shutting out the air but the light as well then the situation is indeed serious as there is often much loss of plants from damping off the only palliative treatment is to watch the weather and not water the beds especially at night when a spell of wet weather is imminent if the beds go into bad weather in fairly dry condition they will come through in much better shape it is for this reason always better to water early in the morning if conditions are favorable the beds should be well protected with rugs or mats on cold and frosty nights glass radiates heat very rapidly after the sun goes down and should for that reason in the early days of spring be covered while yet it retains the heat 
Whatever covering is used should be brought down well over the sides of the beds, and in windy weather should be held in place with racks or strips of wood. Shutters or some waterproof covering is necessary over the rugs in wet weather, as wet rugs or frozen ones do not exclude cold and for this reason should be kept dry. As the weather grows warmer and the plants increase in size, more air and sun should be given and the sash may be partially raised throughout the warmer part of the day. If the sun is hot, newspapers should be placed over the sash or the glass whitewashed. Later, the sash may be removed during the heat of the day and replaced with lath screens, and as the season for removing the plants to the opened ground approaches, these two may be dispensed with and the plants given full exposure to harden them off and make the plants grow more stocky where there is room for it much benefit will be derived from transplanting the plants when they have grown large enough to handle into fresh rows or other hotbeds such plants as cabbage cauliflower and lettuce may be transplanted into cold frames or beds in the open ground, where they can be protected with canvas in case of sudden drop of temperature and grown on until time for transferring to permanent positions in the garden. Cold Frames and Pits The cold frame is simply a frame of boards provided with sash or other protective material and differs from the hotbed principally in that it has no heating material or pit beneath it but is set on the surface of the ground it has many uses and is a valuable adjunct to the garden in the small home garden it is most useful for starting early lettuce for growing a few melons or cucumbers ahead of the outdoor crop or for carrying lettuce and cauliflower through the winter in order to have an early crop of these it is also useful for wintering plants of artichoke, which will not endure the winter in the open ground at the north. It is a very useful auxiliary of the hotbed when used for transplanting the plants from those beds in order to give more room to develop. A very small hotbed can be made to do service for a good-sized garden if supplemented by a cold frame. The transplanting of any plant is a distinct advantage, as it not only allows of greater top development, but the root development is also much improved, as a new growth of roots is induced with each removal, and the greater the amount of roots carried by the plant when it goes into the open ground, the better will be its development and subsequent growth. Any spent hotbed may be used as a cold frame through the summer and winter, and makes the best of places for the midsummer starting of pansy seeds and other flower perennials that are to be carried over the winter under sash. It is well in constructing cold frames for winter use exclusively to build them so that they may be taken apart if necessary and stored away during summer this may be done by making the four sides separately and fastening them together with pegs hinges or hooks the joints should be a perfect fit though as the exclusion of cold is the first reason for their construction 
where the cold frame is intended for the protection of any large number of plants as in the flower garden where beds of roses azaleas rhododendrons and the like are to be protected the span roofed frame is preferable this as its name indicates has a double sash or roof of glass and glass ends being built with a wooden base a foot high all around and a frame about two feet high in the center on which the sash rests the gable ends being filled with glass this is much more pretentious than the common cold frame or hotbed and much more commodious it is not necessarily prohibitively expensive and will more than pay for itself in the protection it affords the permanent hotbeds may be made useful and attractive during the summer by using them for planting out tropical plants or those requiring an unusual amount of heat and nourishment as their location in the sunniest position furnishes the one and the great amount of manure they contain the other no better place could be found for growing banana plants whose luxuriant growth requires just these conditions it will also be found a convenience in applying water as the frame and the lowness of the soil inside prevent all waste and the soil can be kept wet under conditions that would be impossible in the open ground the space back of and between the wall and hotbed may be utilized for the growing of vines and so render beautiful what might otherwise prove barren and unsightly this would be an excellent position in which to grow a vine or two of the niagara grape as the building would afford it the protection it needs and the position on the south wall the necessary amount of sunshine and heat in renewing hotbeds and pits the old manure in the bottom should be separated from the soil and thrown in a pile by itself and may be used as a top dressing for ball beds shrubbery and the like the plant pit is another very useful adjunct to the garden especially in the middle and southern states but is of little use at the north where it is only available for the wintering of tender roses carnations and the like plants which require to be kept dry more than to be protected from frost it is possible however to make use of the pit for the raising of winter lettuce radishes and the like when it can be constructed in connection with the cellar and so receive heat from the furnace or other source when this is undertaken an excavation should be made on a south wall reaching down to the cellar bottom and having an entrance into the cellar the sash should slant sharply toward the south and the frame should be of stone cement or brick construction and if this can be built with a hollow wall so much the better hollow cement tile furnishes a good solid construction or concrete may be built hollow by the use of cores the sash should be provided with heavy wooden shutters and mats of straw or rugs to protect the pit in severe weather these should be removed during the day whenever the weather permits if the pit opens out of a furnace cellar and receives a good amount of sunshine considerable growth will be made during the winter the pit should be provided with shelves 
which will permit of the placing of such plants as are wanted for immediate use close to the glass. Plants which are to be merely carried through the winter may rest on the floor of the pit or be placed midway between the top and floor. In a mild climate, a shallow pit may be built against a south cellar wall and access gained to it through a cellar window. This is a most inexpensive form of pit and affords an excellent place for the growing of violets. End of chapter 5, part 2 Recording by Sherry Gardner